Uh, let's move on to our stuff for today. We're in between a long run of Core 52, where for like the past year, um, we've walked through topic by topic the Core 52 devotional book. We're done with that. Next Sunday with February, we're going to start a walk through the Sermon on the Mount. That's Matthew 5 through 7. And that is like the guts of what it means to follow Jesus. So we're going to kind of slow walk that through the winter and spring. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, that's kind of like the least you need to know to follow Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount stuff. So we'll walk through that real practical um, lots of life application. It's kind of the so what of it all. What does it mean for you? But today, uh, wedged in between, is this fifth Sunday. And I want to take today to celebrate who we are, to celebrate what God has done at Polaris, and just to kind of make sure that, that you all know who we are, what we're about, because there are a lot of new people at Polaris. There's probably four or five new families right here in this service that I met in between services. So welcome. Good Sunday for you to start off here because you're going to get a flavor for who we are, what we're about, uh, where we've come from, <clears throat> and where we are headed. So um, this, like, when I think about 2022, it was um, it was it was an incredible year because, uh, like, first of all, a, a rebound from COVID. Like for those two and a half years or so, it was like one service, crowds of 15 people sitting like spaced out all over um, awkwardly, and it was a long, long time, and it was a very difficult run, but that, I mean, we've, we've come out of that and are growing again, and so I'm thrilled with that. Uh, also, um, we upgraded our facility. Our parking lot now doesn't have craters that could, like, envelop small SUVs, and um, we, you know, new auditorium with new uh, sound improvements, um, uh, avocado toilets in the women's bathroom are gone. We've repaired the ceiling where the dude fell through into the stall three days after it was, you know, finished and open. Uh, um, just lots of, lots of exciting improvements. Um, you know, it can now get to 70 degrees in this room uh, with the new boiler system. So, so lots of improvements last year. And, and then, like for me, number one from last year is uh, uh, we have missionaries from Polaris that have gone off to Costa Rica um, to operate our teen center there in, in Costa Rica in, in, with children that live in profound poverty. That was all 2022, and there was a lot, lot more, too. So could we take a minute and celebrate God and his church for 2022? <clears throat> Okay, I'm not very good at celebrating, so I'm kind of exhausted from all that. Let's move, made an adjustment there, and, and reflect. So we're going to you know, make a change to that celebrate slide and reflect. Because that's more my speed, like exhausted from all the celebrating that we just did there in that burst of applause. <sighs> now we can reflect. <clears throat> reflect on who we are, reflect on where we're headed. And I want to change the environment as we reflect as well, because I'm up here and can do what I want. So we're going to move to a beach to reflect in the middle of winter, right? Six weeks till time change. Did I mention that? Okay. Um, I want to take a few minutes to talk about, um, just kind of reset around who we are. Um, uh, as I 
as I reflect on uh, being called to this, this senior pastor thing, comes with a huge bout of um, like imposter syndrome. Like at times I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I sort of see myself out of, out of body up here talking like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't pretend to, to, to be uh, good at this or to, to have some, some great insight as to, as to uh, what I should be doing. But I know there are a few passages of Scripture that God has specifically... Um, I know if, like, like, if I do all I can to keep Polaris focused around these few passages of the Bible, then I've done what I need to do, and so I have this like little daily clarity sheet on my Apple Notes, and um, and it, it calls me back to just just a few things. Like you, you got to do these few things, and so the first is this scripture that we have rebuilt around. And if you've been around Polaris for long at all, you've heard me talk about Isaiah 58, or you've heard somebody else talk about Isaiah 58. Loose the chains. Uh, God's kind of like saying, isn't this what I want from you? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of, of the yoke? To set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them. And not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, your own family. Uh, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will appear quickly. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, here I am. So there's this promise from God that when we do what we can to help people in need, like out there, um, God will respond. And he will protect, and he will uplift, and he will heal, and he will guide, and he will make us a great light. And what we've seen over the past, you know, 13 years as we've really tried to make a run at Isaiah 58 <clears throat> is he has done just that. I mean, he has healed. He has restored. Um, uh, he has made us vibrant. He has made us healthy. Um, and we're able to do more and more. Like the more we do for others, the more he entrusts us so that we can do even more. And so for me, one of the things that we just have to always run after is Isaiah 58. Directionally as a church, if you want to know who we are, if you want to know what we're about, one of the big deal things is Isaiah 58 and helping those in need. We'll be sharing a little bit about what we're doing with that. Uh, the next one comes from Matthew 18. If you've been around Polaris for long, you've heard me talk about Matthew 18. You've heard others talk about Matthew 18 where Jesus says, anyone who el welcomes, try that again, anyone who welcomes one such child in my name, in his name, welcomes me. Jesus says, how you treat children is how you treat me. And so on my days when I'm like, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know. What am I, what am I doing up here? What am I doing helping to lead a church? Really, God? But I know I get it right when I do anything I can to make sure that Polaris is centered around kids. That's why I say we're all about kids. Unapologetically, we are all about kids. Because if we're going to be all about Jesus... We have to be all about kids because Jesus says how you treat children is how you treat me. He says you welcome them, you welcome him, you ignore them, you ignore him, you mistreat them, you mistreat him. So <clears throat> if we want to get it right as a church, we think a lot about what can we do for kids. And so when I am a part of tough decisions, number one thing is uh, what are the implications for kids? 
and we will err on the side of doing things to help kids because how we treat children is how we treat Jesus. And that's why we throw a lot of energy into Polaris Kids and into our youth ministry, SMT, with, with um, Kate Barnes and Dave Ivey and all the people who lead that um, because our success there, that's what we offer to God. And I think that, um, <clears throat> I, think, I think we're the best around at kids' ministry and youth ministry. And I love that because that's a huge offering to God because how we treat children is how we treat Jesus. Now, let's talk for a minute about the main thing because <clears throat> those things are really important. <clears throat> but Matthew 28 is, has always been, and will always be the main thing. We need to be generous. We need to love kids. But this is the main thing. When Jesus spent one last time with his disciples before he ascended uh, into heaven, he said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. So what Jesus said is the main thing is to take what God has done in you and pass it along to others. When you get to know Jesus and experience what he does in your life, you're then responsible, Jesus calls it making other disciples, to teach people the things that God has done in your life, to pass along your faith. Now there are two things in scripture. Um, Jesus is very compassionate, very loving, most of the time. But there are two things that get him fired up. Like there, he reserves his harsh words for really two groups of people. One are, are the religious elite, like the judgmental, the hypocrites, the, the, the self-righteous. He's very harsh toward that group. And the other group are people who kind of circle the wagons, who sort of find resolution like, ah, I'm good. Who don't share the things, who don't use what God has done to help others. And that's the danger. Because in a church that's doing pretty well with a nice facility, it's always tempting to circle the wagons and say, finally, we got a nice room, we got nice bathrooms, we got a nice parking lot, we're taken care of. Let's just enjoy each other. <clears throat> and we come up with all kinds of excuses in our own life why not to share what God is doing with others, whether it be fear, doubts, whatever it is, contentment, time. But we have family, we have friends, we have neighbors, we have coworkers, we have people on the ball fields, we have people at, you know, the other parents and, and dance, cheer competitions, whatever. And we have found connection with Jesus and the fulfillment that that, that brings. And they haven't. And we are surrounded by people who are drowning and don't even know it and desperate to try to find whatever it is that secret to a meaningful life that we have in connection with Jesus. And there needs to be an urgency. <clears throat> so here's the word. Here's the emphasis for me for 2023, okay? It's the idea, and I've talked about this before, of the lifeboat. Like if we would see ourselves here in a lifeboat, Okay, this is, this is a lifeboat. And there's room for people to come who need what you have and what I have. And Jesus kind of says, I need you out there 
getting people on the lifeboat. We're responsible to share what he's done. Now, we can never, um, in terms of goals and things like that, I could never make it my goal to fill this room or my goal to get a neighbor to come to church because I have no control over that. But I can make it my goal to make sure they know what God has done in my life. I can make it my goal to invite people because I can control that. I can do whatever I can do. Like in a lifeboat, you can't make somebody get on the lifeboat. Chances are good when they understand that you're safe and they're not. And like they'll want on. But what we need to do as a church is to own the lifeboat culture of having a sense of urgency versus satisfaction and complacency. And the danger will always be circling the wagons. Um, you know, they say the opposite of the, of the lifeboat is the yacht club, right? Rather than just enjoying the yacht, we are on mission to get people aboard to safety. So that's one thing. Here's the other area of emphasis uh, for me for 2023. I want everybody to get connected beyond Sunday morning at Polaris. Can I control that? No. I can't control whether you get more connected than you are. I, I, but, but here's my thing. In 2023, I will make it hard not to know how to get connected at Polaris. I will make it hard for people to not know ways that they can get connected. Now, I'm not very salesy. I'm just not. I'm, I wouldn't be a good salesman. Um, it's really hard. Like, I'm super jazzed about the thingy thing 2023 that we have. And here's what you like. Like, I'm just not very good at that kind of thing. And so sometimes I sabotage that. Because <clears throat> not only am I not good at it, I don't like it. Um... Nothing wrong with it. I just don't like it. But I tend to sabotage to the point where people have been at Polaris for six months and they don't even know what we do. Like, like, oh, you have groups? Yeah, sorry. Um, and so what I need to be better about is making sure that everybody knows here are some ways that I can get connected either uh, to serve or with events or with groups, or with leadership opportunities, okay? I can help everybody know what opportunities are out there. So here's one thing that we're going to do, and it comes with an exercise. So if you don't mind, take, if you don't mind taking your phone out, take your phone out. If you're new to Polaris, I don't generally tell people, like, what to do a lot, you know? But <clears throat> if you think there's a chance that you would want to get involved with Polaris, I'm going to get out of the way here. Please take a picture of that screen. And if you want to go a step further, go to your contact app and um, enter that phone number as a contact with, like, text Polaris as the name of that contact, okay? Because that's going to be one of the main, that's going to be, a, like, a lifeline to get more connected at Polaris. And I'm going to use that more and more. Here's how you could use it right now. And there's other ways to get involved. This is just what, like it's new, so we haven't developed it very much. If you text parent 
you can sign up for that parenting group that's going to start, the parenting class that's going to start. If you text give, that's how you give. If you text Polaris Kids, you can get the link to volunteer in the kids' ministry. If you text news, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter that goes out every Thursday via email. Via the email. Um, if you text prayer, anytime from now on that you have something you want us to pray about um, or that we need to know about from somebody else in the Polaris family, text prayer. And then um, and that will go to us with uh, what's going on. If you text welcome, um, that's one way for you to, um, just if you're newer to Polaris and want to say, hey, I'm here, so that I can even know who I need to get to know. Um, so that's there. Now, men, this one's for the fellas. If you text lizard to that number, I get together with guys regularly at Lizardville in Brunswick, a gem that not many people know about. Um, they're in the back of Winking Lizard. And we just get together, we hang out, there's no agenda other than just me getting a chance to know some people and other guys getting a chance to know other guys. So they come in on a Sunday. Um, it's, it's fun now with new couples, all here, like the wife say, yeah, he comes out on Sundays, he knows a lot of people. I don't know anybody yet. And that's because he's hung out at Lizardville a little bit. So, and again, just tell your wife you're hanging out with the pastor and she'll say yes. So, um, just some ways to get, to ways to get connected. Okay, um, let me move to the next thing. Uh, real quick, I want to tell you about Aviva Church. In 2023, we're going to do more in a partnership with Aviva Church. It's a church plan. It's a new church in Old Brooklyn, and it works with a Latino. It's, it's reaching a Latino population. So we kind of have uh, Ecuador and South America that we do some things with. We have Costa Rica and Central America that we do some things with, and with uh, Love Pure. And now we're going to continue to the local Latino population uh, with, with Aviva Church. And Kathy Beebe is going to come up in a minute. And, and tell you more about that. In fact, I'll just use that as my introduction. Kathy Beebe is our uh, Director of Ministry Development at Polaris, and she's also our preschool administrator, and she also runs like 30-mile races and does all kinds of crazy stuff that, yeah, just 30 miles. Huh? Um, Kathy is an incredible leader. Uh, seriously, just we have, we have seriously a really, really, really good staff, and, and Kathy's top-notch at what she does. And so she essentially um, um, oversees the ministry side of the church, and she's going to talk a little bit about what she's excited about and some yeah. things that we have going Thank on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> too kind, too kind. So let, I would, thank you. Mm -hmm. Welcome. I, um, I have been excited for some things that have been going on around here, and I appreciate the opportunity to share it with you guys if you don't know about it. And I wanted to start with Aviva um, today. Um, I'm excited to say I'm going. At, their service is at 3 o'clock. Um, both Bill and I have been to visit the church. You're welcome to come. Um, it is in Spanish, but they do give you headphones, and the translator is wonderful. The singing is both English and Spanish. Um, so... Um, they hired a new youth minister there, and we have been supporting her and her effort, efforts to start um, with the youth program there. So, Because of our resources here through Rise and Shine and the church, we have items she can use. Um, and, and I don't know if you know how it works with children's ministry often. 
We have items on Sunday morning. We copy 12, 15 copies, and we copy the lesson. And then after, it pretty much goes into recycling. So now we put it together, along with Kate Barnes and I, and we put together four weeks. And then their youth pastor, Kateria, comes, and we meet. Why well, her two-year-old climbs all over me, and we put together another four, four days, four Sundays for them. So today we're launching it. And um, she wanted to see how we do it, so I'm going to run that for her um, today, and then they're going to take it from there. So we're very excited about that. Um, so if you ever want to get a chance to visit Aviva, they would welcome you. They're so lo- they're just when I walk in the door, they're just they light up. So it's a great service, and really enjoy it. Um, along, another thing with children, update you on Rise and Shine. We're doing great. We got a great staff. I have more admin involved, which has freed me up for other things. So Michelle Bird has taken over a big role along with teaching, and so is Doreen McBride. And I have a great staff. Um, we, you know, we had to rebuild in you know, the last couple of years. I already have people um, applying and calling me for the fall. Um, and hiring them already. And then also the big news is our playground. So we update this one. We're going to have a new clubhouse out there on the new on the old playground. And then we're building a big one in the back for fours through 12-year-olds. So the church can use it also, and it'll be great. Um, I do want to something I wanted to celebrate that we didn't bring up the first services. Last weekend, Kids Ministry used this space, which we had always dreamed about doing when we eventually got chairs in here, so we were able to move the chairs out of the way and have Snowmageddon in here. So that, you know, with that with the pews, it kind of restricted us for what we could do in here. So just the change that we've made in putting chairs has impacted children in the building, and that's huge. Um, what else about children? Um, Costa Rica, I've been talked to Christy and Chuck recently. Um, they um, reestablished a home base here for them so they can be close to their family when they have to come back into the United States every 90 days. They have four children that live here and then a, a son in Colorado and another son in Michigan so that they can be also close to Polaris when they come in town. But I'm planning on a trip. It's, they call them vision trips for, to go down soon to Costa Rica, and then check it out for you guys to see where on mission trips we can stay, how to trans- transportation, get to where it's safe so we can get our hands and feet down there also to support Christy and Chuck. So that'll be, keep an eye out for that. Um, and then for the homeless, I have been, uh, the we've been, I don't know if you know, we're going to the city mission, couple um, to feed men, twice a month. Most churches do it once every three months or once a month, and just because of your, uh, you guys wanting to go, I'm up to 40-some people volunteering in this in this ministry, either through giving me food, donation of money online, or volunteering, so coordinating all that um, can be um, a lot, it's fun, but it's great. And then we, I got, I am a part, I was able to visit them or attend one of their graduations. So they, their goal is to get them through the program, find home, you know, a place for them to live, and a job. And then they 
once they go through the whole program, they go out and they leave it. So I was part of their graduation, and that was a huge celebration. Um, one of my buddies is graduating soon. He came in and was like, I got a job. And I was like, yes. So, um, and then we gave him some chicken and, and rice and whatever. And he was more excited about the coleslaw. He's all about coleslaw. So that was a great day. Um, so we're still unpacking that, plan to keep that, that ministry going. I put the dates on Facebook, so check those out um, as I put them up there. Street ministry also is, we donated a number of items with the Giving Tree, and you can, we're so excited for that. We just recently put together and refurbished iPads so that they needed that for their ministry. They were old ones from the preschool that were given to us by the church, and then I passed them on to them. They're using them. Um, Sandy Jenkins was in charge of this ministry, but she's relocated farther away, so Michelle Fetty agreed to take it on and keep us connected with the organization called Teresa Bartlett Foundation, which was great because they had it all established. They go into Akron, they go into Barberton, there's Southern Medina, so that we are just partnering with them and able to help support them, keep an eye um, on, um, we try to keep Facebook and news, the newsletter updated on what that ministry needs, and you can put it on the shelf, which you guys missed it, I know, for a couple weeks. Now it's back out there. So, and then bread for Brunswick donations out on the shelf also. Keep that updated. And then finally, I just wanted to let you know, we do have a care ministry um, here at the church, and it's run by Debbie Wentz. And um, this is a chance for us to take care of each other and make sure, you know, we meet needs. And a couple people who, who uh, you know, volunteer in this ministry, Jacqueline Ivies with new babies and new mother and families. So we do, you know, um, what was that? showers and get food for them um, and cards. And we even did one during COVID. It was all Zoom. It was great. So we did do that. Sherry Tukolsky, she takes the time out to reach out, send cards, make sure if we know. So make sure you fill out the prayer on the app. She does that. Becky Santa Maria is in charge of funerals and helps, you know, meets the needs of the families who, who, who are grieving. And then we have Allison Rakowski is preparing and organizing meals for anybody in need of meals. And Julie Lineman runs weddings. So you can see there, you know, our need, we're, we're looking out and caring for our community. So, um, and out there too. So I think that's it. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, everybody. And I'm, you know, she mentioned some names and there's a lot more names out there to mention, but I'm exceedingly grateful for all of you who make Polaris uh, who we are. I want to introduce you, you've seen him up here. Come on up here, Adam. And, and I've, I've, in two different services now, kind of cut you short, so I apologize for that. You're, you are far from, um, uh, like, bottom of the list in what we have going on here. But we're going to see a lot over the next couple of years so you can talk more about your story and your journey. But we're going to partner together with River Tree Christian Church, that's my home church, to create a pastoral residency program. So Adam, if you could talk a little bit about what you anticipate through that program for the next couple years. You're going to be working with us and with River Tree and what you hope to get out of that and what you're excited about. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for your time this morning, guys. Uh, my name is Adam McMahon. I'm going to be the pastoral resident here at Polaris and at River Tree Jackson, as Alex mentioned. Um, we don't know what that means yet. I think it's kind of fun because we're all kind of learning together, but uh, ultimately I feel God's call on my life to go into ministry and to, to as, as Alex pointed out, help share the good news, right? Like Jesus says, transform me for the better, and I just want I want to help people find that new life in Christ. And so uh, as I've been pursuing this calling, Alex has been uh, a cheerleader for me. Believe it or not, he's probably never been called a cheerleader before, but he has been in my corner. He's been introducing me to people, his network down there in Jackson. And so uh, he and uh, some of the pastors there have collaborated, and they're going to give me a ton of exposure in terms of what the church looks like kind of Monday through Saturday. Uh, I will be here uh, two Saturdays a month, minimally. Uh, on the third and fourth Sundays, I'll be up here visually. You'll see me singing, leading worship, preaching from time to time. And uh, the first and second Saturdays out at Jackson, I'll get a little bit more of the behind-the-scenes flavor, uh, doing some of the things that we stand up here and ask you all to do on a week-to-week basis. So um, that's, that's kind of what I'm anticipating, is I'm going to learn a lot, and I'm going to bring it here, and we're going to keep moving forward and going forward for Jesus. Yep, so we'll be helping Adam, and he'll be helping us um, in a lot of different things. So um, you'll see plenty more and hear more, plenty more from him and what he's doing and, and all that. Um, and the hope is that if we work together with River Tree and come up with something good, um, that we can then keep that going with other pastoral residents and be a training ground um, for pastors in development. So uh, it's all on you, and if you mess this up, it really messes up a lot of things for God's kingdom. So just want you to know. Anyway, we're glad to have you, Adam. All right, I want to do one more thing. Um, uh, Come on up, uh, band singers. We're going to do a last song to to celebrate a little bit, but I I want you to see our elders, uh, pictures of them anyway. Our elders are pretty well like uh, not a lot of people even know who we are or who they are or that we have elders because they're, they're content to operate behind the scenes. Uh, that's uh, Larry and uh, Patty Wisniewski, uh, Larry and Debbie Wentz, and Mark and Christine Simonitis. Now, the neat thing about this picture, and this is what I want to tell you about because it's, this is what, like, this is a gift from God. Um, that picture on the left there, they're visiting, they got together to go see the home being built of the Simonitis clan. That's their new home in construction behind them. But what I love about that is, like, they get together when they don't have to be together. They are genuine friends. They live life together. They love each other. They celebrate each other. And I'm telling you, this is a rare thing. Our eldership is so healthy And I have friends all over the country at all different sized churches that would give body parts to have elders like ours. And I mean that. Um, I I would not trade being here for anywhere, first and foremost, because obviously you guys, your guys are great. But really, the elders here are incredible at what they do. Now, the elders could make any decision. They could do whatever, but, but they lead uh, in, a, in a protective role, uh, in trusting. Uh, um, and if anybody wants you, to, if any of you want to know how the eldership works, I'm happy to explain all that. But I just want you to know that this place 
is so healthy. If it's not, I don't know about it. And let's keep it that way. <laughs> but seriously, I want you guys to know this is such a healthy church. And it starts first and foremost with the unity of the elders. And I'm so grateful for that. All right. Let me close with this. Um, um, in, in, this is a time to celebrate God's faithfulness. Okay, My, my mom and dad are here today. Marion and Dave Poindexter. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. They made the long journey up from Maslin, Ohio. And um, uh, back in 2009, we were really struggling as a church, and I made the move to become senior pastor. And, and if I don't know what I'm doing now, I really didn't know what I was doing back then. And my mom, had, you know, they pray a lot for us, and uh, she had written this little index card, and I still have it. And it's 1 Thessalonians 5.24, where where it says, He who has called you is faithful, he will do it. And that card right now, it's like like falling falling apart at the seam, and it looks really weathered because I pulled it out a hundred times. It's in my sock drawer in my room. Just a reminder of, you know, he who has called us is faithful, he will do it. And so right now, I just want to take through this last song, let's take a look back, take a look at where we are, and celebrate he who has called us and that he is faithful.